Podcast with your host Connor Nolan. Week four upon us, college football. God, love it each week. Gets just gets better and better, honestly. Last week, not the greatest of games, week three, but uh, definitely had a good week. Uh, six and two in the week brings us to 15 and nine overall, up six units on the year. Um, just a quick recap of week three before we dive into the week four picks. And, uh, sorry, just dropped my phone. But uh, quick note on Rutgers, 3-0. I mean, this, this team's got to be good if you only throw for 46 yards passing and win by multiple scores. That Now, that's impressive. Also rushed for, like, 250, but still. Um, this team is garbage offensively on the quarterback side defense really good but just the rest of the offensive squad I mean I don't know what Shiano's doing if he's recruiting guys or I know they got a couple quarterbacks committed for next year but I mean we were told Wimsat was going to be this four-star quarterback and this is what we're looking at right now I mean it's it's something else I'll tell you that it's it's not college but it's not Big Ten Division One college football. I, the last time they had a good quarterback was Gary Nova, and he would lose to Ohio State fifty-five to nothing. So it's uh, not good for us Rutgers fans out there, but we're used to it. Hopefully, we'll get something soon. Um, but going off the picks, first game was Penn State. We took uh, Penn State minus fourteen and the under. Both chalked those up as wins against Illinois. Uh, slow moving game. Alar did not look as impressive as people think he is on at on Penn State. Did not impress me as much, but Penn State defense is honestly stellar this year. They are just as good as ever. I mean, top three defenses in the uh, NCAA, which will bring them far, but their offensive play definitely needs to pick up if they want to be a college football playoff team and knock off Michigan and Ohio State. But good win, two wins there. Um, Next was Kansas State at Missouri on the under that lost. Um, Missouri's tough to play at their place, honestly. You see them got the outright win uh, on a 61-yarder. But, uh, you know, a lot of back-and-forth scoring here. They gave up a lot of big plays, Kansas State to Missouri. So that's where we pretty much ended up losing. It was a little slow in the second half, slower in the second half, but uh, ended up covering that over-under. Um Next game was North Carolina versus uh, Minnesota, minus 7.5. This game was a little tight early on, but uh, Drake May and uh, Mac Brown, I mean, coming out of half, they're usually they're like a second-half team, honestly. It's like slow at first, and then they just pick it up in the second half, take over, and end up covering that one. Um, P.J. Fleck, I mean, Minnesota doesn't look terrible. Their quarterback wasn't as bad as I thought he was, but, uh, 
you know, going to UNC. UNC has Drake May, honestly. They have a good offense, and they have Mac Brown behind him. So it's tough to uh, tough to go in there and win that. But we won that. They won by multiple scores. Um, definitely my best play this week was uh, South Alabama at Oklahoma State. Two-unit winner. Even sprinkled some on that money line. I mean, and this wasn't even a game. Uh, South Alabama actually destroyed them. I think the final score was what, 30 to 7. It wasn't even as close as that is. But uh, complete domination. South Alabama, good squad. I mean, lost to Tulane in the home opener. Tulane's a good team, too. But um, honestly, that was a good win by uh, on us by South Alabama. Oklahoma State just very down this year. Like I said, moving forward with three quarterbacks is. Just a strange one, you know. You you don't get in a rhythm, and you're constantly bringing a new guy in to try to get him warm, try to get him in a rhythm, and you know, it's just a constant back and forth. And for people to get used to used to them, like even the wide receivers, the running backs, offensive line making calls, calling out any blitzes, the coverages. It's it's not easy out there if you're constantly switching the quarterback. Um, but we won that one. That was a good win for us. Uh, Next one was Arkansas, minus eight to BYU, outrun, outright loser. I mean, this team, the coaching staff should be fired after this catastrophe. I mean, how are you up 10 in the third quarter? 31-21 at home, SEC school against that BYU team. It's disgusting. And then you go out and lose outright. And I, I don't, I will never understand when it's fourth and inches or fourth and one, and you run out of the shotgun a run play. Why? It is one of the worst plays I think I've ever fucking seen in my life, and it never fucking works. So I don't care if it's fucking Michael Vick out there and fucking Barry Sanders. Don't fucking do that because it doesn't make any sense. And that's exactly what Arkansas did against BYU on a fourth and inches in a critical play. I actually had them in a parlay just to fucking win, and they blew it, but... Like, I obviously didn't get it because they suck, but how do you run a shotgun run fourth and inches? It makes no sense to me. Um, probably won't be taking them. KJ Jefferson just is afraid to throw the goddamn ball down the field, constantly looking to run. It's just, I can't take quarterbacks that are like that. It drives me absolutely insane. Um, but we lost that one for one unit. Next game was uh, Syracuse and Purdue, and Cuse got ahead early and kind of just, just kept the lead. They kept uh, kept that in on. Purdue would score here and there, make it closer, make it a one-score game, but Syracuse had a lot of answers. Schrader looked good. He's a good running quarterback if he needs to get it there. Big guy, could take some hits. Um, but Cuse is um, starting off right where they ended last year. I mean, they're they're... They're a pretty good squad. I like them this year. They didn't lose a lot. Um, looking forward to seeing what they could do in the future here uh, for this season. But uh, that was a one-unit win. win. Uh, they covered that minus two and a half. Uh, Fresno State. Uh, that was a late-night game. Fresno State against um, oh at Arizona State. Sorry. Um, that was a two-unit win- winner. And Fresno State absolutely manhandled them. Ended up shutting them out, I think, 29 to nothing. Arizona State's very down this year, like I said, with Oklahoma State. Those two play each other, and it was a disgusting game there, too. But both of them are just not good. 
Um, a lot of young guys on Arizona State, new faces, and uh, Fresno State's actually all right. They're on a 12-game winning streak, continuing from last year. Their quarterback's good. They have some. They might actually win the uh, uh, Mountain West this year. You could take a keep an eye out that for them in Boise State. That's definitely the top two teams in that conference. Um, but they looked they looked impressive. Uh, that's what uh, you know better teams do. They absolutely destroyed Arizona State and looked good out there doing it and gave it. Gave, Got us that two-unit win, uh, six and two, again on this week, fifteen and nine overall, plus six units on the year. Um, hopefully we continue that, but we'll uh, dive into week four picks. Um, starting out at twelve, Oklahoma coming in minus fourteen against uh, Cincinnati. Uh, my boy Paulie Sis, big Oklahoma Sooners fan. This one's for him right now. But uh, soon as traveling up to the newly added Big 12 Bearcat country in Cincinnati. Um, first game in the Big 12 for Cincinnati, so we'll see how they fare coming out of the AAC, AAC American. Um, Oklahoma coming in 3-0, playing some lower quality teams, but also with a 28-11 victory over SMU. A lot of people don't give that too much credit since it's you know not a power five school but SMU is a good team this year and they'll have a good season um Cincinnati on the other end coming in two and one with an overtime loss to Maction team Miami of Ohio uh lost in overtime but uh definitely a look ahead spot for them looking at uh, their first game this week against uh Oklahoma not taking it as serious but you still can't lose to a Mac team and at home and be a big 12 team and be considered legit, and you're now you're gonna come in here. You're gonna face a top twenty-five team in the nation in Oklahoma, and that's just looking for blood. They they see what Oklahoma sees right now. They do not have that hard of a schedule coming up. They literally play Texas in a couple of weeks in the Red River Shootout. I don't think they call it shootout anymore because liberals, I think, got upset about it. Thought people would start shooting people just because that's the uh, name of it. I don't know. Anyways. But they have Texas coming up in a couple weeks. Then I I don't even know who the hell they play. I guess Kansas at at Kansas will be a tough one. Yeah, BYU at BYU. But like these are not tough teams to play for them. Um, they don't play Kansas State. But Oklahoma has their eyes on the prize. They see a path, and that is if they beat Texas, that they might go undefeated. I'm just saying it now. I don't think they will beat Texas. I think Texas definitely has the edge on them. But Oklahoma is not letting up on anybody in this conference. I'll tell you that right now. Especially these newly added teams who think they're going to come in here and actually make games. This is a lot better conference now. They're not playing fucking, uh, I don't know, Tulane when Tulane sucked. I mean, they were good last year. But you're not playing those teams anymore. You're, you're having some competition each and every week. Even though the Big 12 is down this year, but... There's a reason Cincinnati will be down. It's just going to be a tough road for them. But on the Cincinnati side, um, quarterback is Emory Jones. He's a run-first kind of quarterback, which I hate going against good teams, too. Um, was previously over at Arizona State in Florida. Been bouncing around a little bit, but definitely not a guy that's going to scare you throughout the air. Uh, and the one thing Oklahoma has been able to stop on defense this season is the run game. Uh, with Venables as the head coach now, bringing more guys, defensive-minded coach, bringing more defensive side of the ball, um, bringing his guys. They're coming in now. Um, 
you know, and this Cincinnati team is pretty much just a one-dimensional team. They're just going to try to run the ball more than passing it. And the fact that they have a new quarterback and their two top wide receivers from last year went to the NFL, and so did their number one running back. I mean, this is a brand new team they have going up against a top talent in the country. I mean, I just, I don't see it. A lot of people are actually on Cincinnati, which I love too, but I, 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 I don't even see how they could keep this one close. I'm just, I, I know they have the game at home. They'll have a lot of fans there, no doubt. But what I mentioned last week, too, and that was um, in the, um, maybe it was two weeks ago, I forget. But anyways, 12 o'clock games, and you have a big-time school going in there. It's just not as electric as it would be for a night game you know a 12 o'clock game Cincinnati I don't know if they're an hour behind us but 11 o'clock game people gotta get up early they gotta get there it's just it's a lot on them and it's not they don't have all the time of the day where it's like an eight o'clock game or seven o'clock game prime time I just don't think it's as up as they should as they want it to be and I think it's just gonna won't be as electric as they want as the whole Cincinnati crowd wants it to be um but on the other side of the ball, for Oklahoma, uh, quarterback Dylan Gabriel. I mean, this guy, this guy's good. I mean, he's uh, he could definitely throw the ball. Um, and this Cincinnati team cannot stop the passing game. Had trouble against Miami of Ohio and Pitt. And Jerkovic is for the quarterback for Pitt stinks. I mean, he didn't have the greatest game through for like I think he was like a thirty-five percent completion percentage. But he did throw for like three TDs and no interceptions. They just get no takeaways at all. And that's going to be the biggest thing. I mean, if Dylan Gabriel just takes care of the ball, makes easy passes, lets the wide receivers do the work, run after catch, I mean, this is going to be a long one, I think. Um, yeah, I'm going. I'm going Oklahoma here for two units. I just think this. I think this game's going to get ugly. I think Oklahoma is not even going to let off the gas. Um, I think they're just going to show them, you know, welcome to the Big Twelve. But uh, give me Oklahoma minus fourteen for two units. Next one, you know, I'm feeling a lot of square bets this week, unfortunately, just because you see some of these lines and you're like, huh, it's, something's up with this. But this is one line that is a little strange to me. That's Florida State minus two at Clemson. I think it's two and a half now. But FSU, um, traveling to South Carolina, uh, Florida State coming in number four ranked team in the country behind Jordan Travis. Um a tough run in with uh, Boston College of all teams last week. Um, just went in by two in a close scare. Um, FSU was definitely looking ahead on this one. The Clemson uh, traveling um, to Death Valley is never easy. Uh, thought they could breeze by Boston College and definitely were not focused. Uh, but did we forget who they beat on opening night? And that's LSU. Um and that LSU team absolutely destroyed Mississippi State last week, and that's a that's not a bad team um, with Will Rogers. He's he's pretty good quarterback for Mississippi State. Uh, Florida State had a tough blunder last week, and now traveling to Death Valley take on Clemson will definitely be uh, be tough for them. Uh, on the other hand, Clemson does not look strong. Um, they've won their past two games against Cupcakes, but also they lost opening night against. Uh, Duke and just did not look good. Duke looked like the better team out there. You know, Duke, Duke didn't look that strong. Clemson um, was definitely playing good defense, but their offense just could not get going. 
Um, you know, Klubnik is just the quarterback for Clemson, just not where he needs to be. I mean, he's just like uh, DJ Ugalele. I mean, he's just he's just kind of there, not really making plays, not throwing downfield, not making big-time plays, and that's really what scares me. Um, Jordan Travis, you know, Jordan Travis does have, is a little streaky, doesn't have the greatest of games, can fall off a little bit, but, you know, again, this is another 12 o'clock game, and I think a lot of these teams want this to be prime time. I think it brings more ruckus of a crowd, gets everybody going, but these 12 o'clock games, it's just... It brings you down a little bit. Um, yeah, I think FSU will win this one, and that's kind of what I'm going by. You know, they'll win it, and they'll probably win it by more than two. Um, and I just think they have the slight edge with the quarterback defensively, and, uh, you know, I think they'll just make a couple more plays. But like I said, I think I think both teams' defenses will keep them in it. Um, but I'm going Clemson. I mean, I'm sorry, going Florida State here for one unit at minus two and a half. Next game, another 12 o'clock one. Uh, Auburn, a lot of good 12 o'clock games, actually. A lot of good, lot of good games in general this week, honestly. But uh, Auburn heading down over to College Station, taking on Texas A&M. Texas A&M coming in as favorites, minus seven. I think it jumped to minus seven and a half, maybe even minus eight. But um, A&M coming in two and one. Auburn, a perfect three, you know. Um, A&M... With their only loss to Miami, it was a close game throughout the duration, but Miami ended up pulling away in the fourth quarter. Uh, bad defensive performance on A&M's part, but Miami is a solid team, and it was in uh, Miami at their at the Hard Rock Stadium. Uh, Auburn, on the other hand, hasn't played against a single good school. Uh, only notable matchup has been against Cal, where they won fourteen to ten. A real bar- barn burner out there. Uh, but now Auburn traveling to the 12th man of all places and going against this A&M squad, who I think is more talented by a wide margin than this Auburn team. Uh, Peyton Thorne, quarterback for Auburn, I think he was at Michigan State. Uh, he's definitely not impressive. I don't expect much from him and does not scare me one bit. Uh, guy had trouble against Cal of all teams, a team that just had trouble against FCS team uh, Idaho. Now, Idaho is, I think, ranked like third in FCS, but still, they're they're no like powerhouse. And it was at Cal, and they're struggling with the FCS team at home. It's never a good look. Um, and I just don't think Auburn's defense or offense is strong this year. I, SEC is down. There's not many. There's literally Georgia and Bama stinks. Could barely even beat fucking South Florida. And you know you have LSU. That's Kind of it. I think Texas A&M might be the third or fourth, uh, probably the fourth best team in this uh, conference. But um, just a lot of, a lot of doubts, honestly. Um, all Auburn also has Georgia next week at home. We'll definitely be looking forward to that one at home. Try to get a big crowd for that one. SEC, like I said, just just a little down. And I think Auburn's at the bottom of this pack this year. Um, I do like. A&M's quarterback, uh, Wegman, can throw the ball downfield, puts a lot of yards, doesn't make many mistakes, which is huge. Um, A&M just needs to win ball control and the turnover battle in this game. Won't be anywhere close to what it needs to be. Uh, I'm taking the Aggies here, buying the half point to minus seven for one unit. Um, I might even do two units on this one, but tune into Twitter at CMeds11. 
I'll definitely get that out. Um, but I think this might be a two-unit play. I really like Texas A&M here at home. I mean, you're playing as a 12th man, for Christ's sakes. I, I, I don't see Auburn doing much in this spot. Um, a couple 330 games. I'm actually not going to touch these. I want to, but I think this is going to be just a watch and study type of the of, – uh, the 330s you know you have Alabama going against Ole Miss Milrow gets a start and you know Saban's just not happy I can't I can't touch them right now just because it's it's a very sensitive situation I really don't even know what this team is yet um I don't think he's that terrible of a quarterback he's definitely better than fucking Buckner and the other guy they threw out there but uh, we'll have to wait and see I kind of want to get my eyes on it because Ole Miss you know Kiffin's definitely coming for him. He wants him. Uh, Jackson Dart, not a bad quarterback for Ole Miss. You know, I think it's just, I think that'll be a good game, but uh, stay away for it from now. And then the other one is uh, UCLA traveling to Utah. You know, I do like UCLA this year. I think they got a good squad. They got a good freshman quarterback and more uh, going against, I think Cam Rising's coming back this week. So he's coming off an injury. I don't know what to expect. I don't know if he'll have a good game. I mean, he might have to shake some cobwebs off, but it's always tough playing in Salt Lake. Um, so I'm definitely going to stay away from that one. I think the line jumped up to six. It's, uh, it's a tough one to wrap your head around just because you don't want to bet against Utah at home. So I'm going to stay away from that one. I'm going to keep my eyes on it, though. And then moving into the late night ones. I'm not going to bet this one. Definitely going to keep my eye on it, but that's... This is a good Pac-12 matchup, honestly. It's Oregon State at Washington State, plus two and a half. Um, I, it, Oregon State might have the best defense in the Pac-12. Washington State's got a good offense. Washington State's defense has actually been pretty well, playing pretty well this year. I think these two teams are good teams. I think this will be a good game. I think people should actually might want to tune into it. It's, I mean, they're going, there's a ton of games on this week which is awesome but it's tough to you know get your eyes on everybody but that's definitely you know a game that's going to be good and might not get as much um attention as some of these others uh like this one next one i'm going to cover which is ohio state at notre dame definitely the game of the week notre dame home dogs plus three um primetime game uh here there, notre dame's wearing the green uniforms that does actually scare me now just got news of that and they usually do not play well. I mean, I remember when they did against Boston College, they were undefeated. I think they were like 8-0 going into it, and they lose at home. But I feel like it's happened on multiple occasions, and they just cannot get a, catch a break in some of these green uniforms. Don't know why they even do it. Um, but I'm a superstitious kind of guy. You know, I played baseball my entire life, so I don't like that type of shit. Um, but uh, Ohio State coming in ranked six, Notre Dame ranked ninth. Good old sixty nine and going on. Uh, Ohio State coming in with new quarterback Kyle McCord after the departure of C.J. Stroud. Not much experience from McCord and has only played against some scrub teams this year. Uh, they opened up with Indiana at Indiana, but uh, struggled in this game to get anything going. Struggled a bit against the run. But what stood out was McCord not being able to throw the ball downfield to Harrison Jr. Harrison Jr. or Ibuka, um, the two biggest weapons for Stroud last year. These, I mean, these two were unreal. They both received for over a thousand yards, and McCord not being able to get the ball to them in the home opener in a Big Ten game. 
Uh, huge red flag. Um, you know, he did pick it up the next two games, but it was against Youngstown State and Western Kentucky. But he's doing a lot of, like, dinking dunks, probably more of Harrison Jr., you know, yards after catch. But, uh, you know, now you're traveling to a top-ten team in the nation. Uh, and this is the big stage now. A lot of eyes on this guy. And a lot of guys on Ohio, eyes on Ohio State just as a team um, looking to perform. You know, you lose C.J. Stroud. You were in a playoff, college football playoff this, last year. You have a new quarterback. It's a lot of pressure on this guy. No doubt he's definitely feeling it. Biggest game of his life coming up so far. We'll see how he handles it. Um, you know, I, what I think they'll do, what I think uh, Day will do, so play a conservative at first, open it up a little bit, try to get the run game going, some short passes, build up his confidence. And, uh, you know, as long as Notre Dame limits Harrison Jr., I think they'll keep Ohio State scoring to a minimum. I really do. Uh, they got a good run D. They could stop him, but they just they can't let Harrison Jr. or Ibuka go off because that's pretty much Ohio State's whole team. So you keep them at bay, you'll be all right. Uh, you know, on the other side of the ball for Notre Dame, they end to the week 4-0, not having a week off th- yet this year. Um, and now Notre Dame actually has a quarterback. I've been saying it all year. Hartman is good since the start of the season. And uh, Notre Dame stole this guy from a lot of these schools um, that could use a quality quarterback right now. I mean, look at Bama. Look at Ohio State. I mean, hell, even look at Georgia. They had a scare last week because they don't have quarterbacks. Um, Notre Dame... They, I think they realize that um, they're not going to let this one go to waste. I think, you know, they scored over 40 points in each game so far this year. Uh, not playing the best of opponents by any stretch of the imagination, but that is what top teams do. They beat the shit out of bad teams easily. Um, now it's Notre Dame's first test this year, and one Notre Dame fans have been waiting for it for a little bit. Um, no doubt a huge crowd with a lot of TV viewers. Um, yeah, we'll see how the, see what the stadium gets like. I'm sure a lot of Ohio State fans are going to be there, but, you know, I, I guess you get both. I mean, it's like almost like a, uh, destination there, like a vacation spot, almost like Dallas Stadium. A lot of, a lot of people from out of state, uh, go there willing to pay the money to go see this game. And this is going to be a big game. Um, but on the field, you know, having estimate is running back for Notre Dame takes a load off for Hartman too. Opens up the uh, the passing game. Um, lose some pieces. Uh, Notre Dame did lose some pieces on the D line from last year, but I just can't see Ohio State scoring a lot of points on this one. I really can't. Um, I think Notre Dame just needs to control the ball. Um, you know, get. Ohio State off the field, no third down conversions, and I think they're going to be able to do this. I think um, I think I like Hartman here. I mean, I like Notre Dame here and Hartman. Um, going to Notre Dame plus three for one unit. North Carolina coming in as seven point favorites at Pittsburgh. Um, heading up to Pitt, I got to actually look at the weather because I know. There is a uh, tropical storm over here in Jersey. I don't know if it's going to reach out to Pittsburgh, which would scare me a little bit against um, UNC just because, you know, I need May there. Um, And if he's not able to throw the ball, 
that's going to be a huge problem. But, yeah, no, we're good, actually. Sorry. All right, we're good. Weather's all good, just cloudy. But uh, Pitt coming off that uh, backyard ball loss to West Virginia last week where they couldn't do anything, losing 17-6, to 17-6, to and get to see the same old uh, Jerkovic as he was at Boston College. Once highly touted quarterback, now just a disappointment, unfortunately. Um, now UNC coming in as just seven-point favorites seems pretty low, but almost too good to pass up. Um, Drake May has been playing well all year. Nor- uh, North Carolina usually starting out slow, but they pick it up in late in games. You know, that first half, they have a slow half, but that second half, they come out and they put up points and they, they blow those teams out. A lot of second-half adjustments. I give uh, Mac Brown credit. Um, Pitt also has lost to Cincinnati and West Virginia. West Virginia, not a bad squad, but this Cincinnati team isn't good. You know, I heard my review early when they as they're going to go up against Oklahoma. I just don't think they're good at all. At all. And they lost to them at home. Um, North Carolina coming into this game 3-0, beating up, uh, well, not beating up, but beating South Carolina, App State, and Minnesota. All teams who are, you know, actually respectable, I think. Um, yeah, I just can't see Pitt hanging tough in this game. Uh, they played some good D the last couple of games, but now going up against the legit quarterback in Drake May, uh, I think they're going to have their hands full. I think uh, UNC's got this one. Um, I'm riding with them. I, they've been... They've been good to me the first week, the third week. Um, you know, had a little bit of a letdown spot against App State, but ended up winning. Um, but I'm, I'm, I just don't think Pitt's a good team at all. Uh, give me a UNC minus seven for one unit. Uh, Central Florida traveling over to Kansas State. I think this line is down to four now. It was at seven. Um, news came out that uh, Will Howard is a little banged up. I think I've been reading that. He'll probably play, but they do lose, uh, I think it's T.J. Ward, their starting running back, that he won't play. He's doubtful. So definitely a hit to their offense. Um, but uh, UCF traveling Manhattan. No, not New York, but uh, Manhattan, Kansas might be even better. Um, another team with their first Big 12 game in conference. Um, now... Uh, my pick really hinders on if Howard plays, honestly. Um, if he does, I still like Kansas State here. only reason they lost last week to Mizzou was because of a 61-yard field goal to end the game. Um, Missouri is tough to play at home, but honestly, Kansas State did look like the better team out there. Just too many. They just gave up too many big plays um, on defense. And, you know, this Kansas State team could score a lot. Um, they have a good offense, high-powered. Will Howard's a good replacement to Martinez. Probably is even better than him. Big guy, 6'5", can run the ball. Um, but on the other side of the ball with UCF, you have Plumlee. Isn't a bad quarterback, but he's another run-first kind of guy. I'm not big into some of these guys. If they can't pass the ball and it's just constantly running, it's just it's one-dimensional. All you have to do is cover you know, just that side of the ball. Uh, just that aspect of the game, the run game. So if you focus on that, limit Plumley to any rushing yards like uh, Boise State did, they're going to struggle. I mean, they just squeaked out a win against them, 18-16, to 16, with Boise State's quarterback 
um, getting injured that game, and uh, their backup actually scored on them. So I, I just think Kansas State's going to be able to score at will here if uh, Will Howard does play. Um, but all you have to do, limit the run, make, make Plumlee throw the ball, and I just think Kansas State will have more success. Um, Kansas State is definitely one of the more top teams in the Big 12 Conference. Uh, while I think UCF will struggle a bit being a newcomer, uh, pending status of Will Howard, I'm taking Kansas State minus four uh, for one unit, but this could change. You know, honestly, keep a close eye on Saturday. I'll pull out the put out the uh, picks around 11 a.m. I try to get it out there an hour before kickoffs. Um, try to get every game. Don't usually try to add on, but could add on to if uh, you know it happens. But uh, that'll do it. Uh, one more game I'll probably throw out there is Hawaii. Uh, they're at home against New Mexico State, minus three. And, you know, New Mexico State is just, they're okay. They're a little bit better this year, two and two. But Hawaii, I think they're just coming in. They got a lot of new guys coming into their own. But their quarterback actually isn't that bad. He's uh, he's had some good plays. And, you know, this is a late night game, 12 a.m., and New Mexico State traveling to the island. I I think Hawaii's going to be up for this one. They see a win in their sights, and they, they want one. Um, but I, I'll probably take them on saturday i'll let you guys know but uh that'll do it for the week four uh picks just to recap oklahoma two units minus 14 florida state minus two and a half for one unit texas a&m minus seven i'm probably going two units there notre dame plus three for one unit uh north carolina minus seven for one unit and then uh, kansas state minus seven for one unit probably hawaii for minus three for one unit but uh, tune into the picks on Saturday um, around 11 a.m. at CMEDS11 on Twitter or X, whatever the fuck they call it. Um, and then subscribe, unsubscribe, subscribe again. Uh, very much appreciated. Leave a five-star review. Uh, love it all. Leave any comments if you want. Read them out loud. I haven't been getting any, unfortunately. But uh like the, uh, the fans and uh, my interactions with you guys. Uh, it's a lot of fun. But... Uh, Let's have a good week, everybody, and tune in next week. Thank you.